Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So before I go into today's episode, I am delighted to announce that the next intake of the Female Fat Loss Program is now open. So the next intake is starting on the 4th of September, 2023. So this is going to be the biggest intake. This is going to be bigger and better than ever. I've got a new coach to come in and help me as well. So this is perfect for someone if you've tried every diet under the sun, whether it comes from keto, intermittent fasting, someone that you're maybe very skeptical about the fitness industry, you might have been scammed out of certain clubs, you believe in sins. But the one thing that I would say about this program is it's actually been, been designed by previous clients. And if you're trying to get away from that yo-yo dieting background, trying to get away from that diet starts Monday cycle, this is the perfect thing for you. So what this program is, is a six week program. You'll get weekly check-ins with myself. You will get tailored program with videos. So you've got an option of home workouts uh, that you've got an option of a three day home workout program with videos. You've got an option of a four day gym program with videos, or you've got an option of three day gym program with videos. You can do your own training if you wish, but those programs are provided to you. You've got tailored calories and macros that are perfectly set for you based off your activity and your needs and your age. You have got recipe books, which are perfect. The brownies in their class. You've got a Facebook group, which is a perfect place for support. Weekly lives are in there every Tuesday. And then you've got personalized weekly check-ins with myself. So it's, it's an amazing program. And I would say the last one, in April and I haven't run it for April since April because I wanted to make it even bigger and better and I wanted to make sure that it was going to be bigger and better I want to improve things as it grows I'm not just going to stagnate and not let the program grow into what it wants to be so the price of the program for six weeks is very very cheap it is 99 euro so if you're looking for kind of if you're on a budget or you're looking for a lower barrier entry into a program 99 euro you're not going to get it lower the normal price is 149 euro so that will be going up in the next week or so that to, to full price so if you're interested in doing that i wouldn't wait around so if you're interested in working with me in the female fat loss program click on the link in the show notes book your place before it sells out because the last one sold out in a very short space of time and i wouldn't wait around so the biggest thing that i would say is it's not going to be a sin in sight you're just going to get results improve relationship with food learn how to train around your cycle, learn about perimenopause, PCOS, endometriosis, all these various different things, and you'll get the results you're looking for. So if you're interested in working with me, click on the link in the show notes and we'll book your space. And we'll see you on the 4th of September. So now for today's episode. So today's episode is, I've done something similar to it beforehand, and it's in the relation to fear. And I think one of the most downloaded episodes was episode 56 is one of the most popular episodes which was back in remember pre-covid january 27th 2020 so number 56 so i'll put that into the show notes for you to kind of click on and to have a look at because i do think sometimes the older episodes can be pretty decent for that and can be pretty useful and we i thought in that episode i talk about is fear holding you back and I'm going to look at it from probably a little bit of a different angle, which is the fear of success. Well, people can associate fear of something that it can hold people back from doing anything that they choose to want to. And sometimes we're afraid of actually 
sometimes being our best. So sometimes with fear, it kind of can feel like success can elude us no matter what we do or what we try to do. We think that we just got to get to that next level, things would all work out. That if we get that promotion, we'll be happier. But even though we're doing everything right, something just doesn't click. And when that happens, it can be unconsciously have a fear of our own success. But why would we be afraid of when we're working so hard towards a goal in order to be successful, however you define success? Why would that stop us? So we need to learn what is the actual fear of success. And then I'm going to relate this towards the end. Are you scared of actually losing weight successfully? And fear of success is the concern that we once is the fear of success that we once once we achieve something new will be incapable of sustaining it or we may suffer because of it and most of the time we're not consciously aware of this fear that's because when we focus on a goal we talk of the positive outcomes of achieving the goal rarely do we actually share with ourselves or with others what might happen when we get to that next level so fear of success can can kind of come in many forms and it's not necessarily the fear of reaching that deeply personal achievement unique to you or to you to I whoever's listening to this instead it's often more often the, the the fear of the actual possible change or the consequences of that success it can be an anticipation of how others how yourself will actually respond to that triumph that will it irk people that you're being more successful than them will it irk people that you're changing things about you are you looking after your best own best interests for the first time ever? The concern is that achieving success will come at a cost. But it's up to you to choose what cost that is. Is the cost of your own well-being? Is it the cost of your own health, your own mental state? Just for what other people are think? Or is it going after something that you want to do that's based on your values? Or are you living your life based off what other people are expecting of you? In many ways, it can be really, really similar to that element of fear of failure. And that's awful, that's an awful lot of what people can be latched up onto. And sometimes that fear of success can be apparent to a person. Other times it can be below the surface, bubbling away. We may know patterns of thought and or actions. And this can be repeated by the individual consciously or subconsciously. And it really does take that A word that I've spoken about on numerous podcasts before, a high level of self-awareness to identify your own fear of success. So there's six ways fear of success shows up in our lives or can show up. And it can manifest in many, many different ways. One of the main reasons would be avoidance. A person can may avoid being the center of attention. They may avoid being praised. They don't know how to take praise or they've got notions can come to mind or use other avoidance strategies of not that whole I'm I'm perfect. But perfection should really be called avoidance. Avoidance of accepting we're human, but also avoiding what we, we set out to do or what we really should do. So avoidance can be one thing. Second one is procrastination. So procrastination is we ultimately fear the action or the outcome afterwards. We fear that failing. And the person that we're talking about may start delaying things or may start not completing a project of fear of failure or fear of judgment of others. And as a result, they procrastinate, they miss out on that opportunity altogether. And that can be going to the gym, that can be handing in a project at school or college or whatever it may be or work. And then there's the other element, which is perfectionism. 
people may believe that they're keeping the bar really, really high. But by holding this impossible standard of perfection, the outcome will, will always be inevitably disappointing. So if you're setting yourself to such a high standard that you know that you're never going to attain to that, that's not perfectionism. It's delusional. So if you think that even after, say you've just done your driving test, you don't expect to be Lewis Hamilton all of a sudden. You don't expect after two days at work that you're going to be the CEO, well, unless you're setting up your own company. On your first day of school, you don't expect to be able to sit the leaving cert. First day of college, you don't expect to be having your four-year degree in your hand the next day. So a lot of people can be perfectionists with different areas and different walks of life in relation to in relation to work because they can control the outcome. If I put up this amount of effort in, I will get this outcome. But when it comes to how we look, when it comes to what we weigh, all these kind of different things, the outcome is a little bit hit or miss. Yes, it might be a weight target, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. It depends on the individual. But if we don't, if we see that scales go up and down or up in the direction that we don't necessarily want to, well, then we can see that, well, if I'm not perfect and I've done everything that's perfect and it's still not going my way, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing. So we quit. And that's the next one. The person may find an excuse to quit before the goal is in sight. They're so close, they can almost mini quit and kind of get a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky about it, or that they can feel like I'm not worthy of feeling like this. And they can stop doing it over and over again. There can be elements of self-sabotage where a person sets many obstacles in their way. Rather than actually planning something or setting out a meal structure, they may just be like, no, I'm just not going to do it. And then they get pissed off about kind of like the, the scales isn't going down. But it's that chaos that could be if we tw- if we tweak that chaos or we tweak things for you with your regular meals and look at your regular meals, we may be able to navigate. Well, is it your weekends that are bringing you into your calorie surplus or is it that your meals are too big or there's a lot of snacking and emotional eating going on and navigating those things? And we can look at that. So how do you actually identify this fear of success? Because it can manifest in its, itself in a, in a lot of symptoms, a lot of the different following um, scenarios. So anxiety can be one of them. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. So if you have anxiety, please talk to a, a, a professional on this. And what can happen with anxiety is the person can almost anticipate the future cons- consequence of their success. So they perhaps worry about being in the spotlight getting comments from other people, leaving loved ones behind in pursuit of their success. They kind of feel that everyone will leave them. If they do, they start to look after themselves. They might be afraid that success will take, will make things too complicated for themselves. They worry that what critics will talk badly about them. Oh, she's getting notions or he's getting notions. And that success won't be like anything they've ever imagined. They're uncomfortable with being in the spotlight. Then there's guilt. The person may experience a sense of guilt at possibly taking the highest score from someone who held a record for the past 10 years. They may be concerned that their light will outshine another person who is equally deserving and feel a sense of of shame around it. There can be discomfort about people who kind of almost may feel uncomfortable about pushing themselves towards towards goals that still require some growth. And this might include anything out of their comfort zone, like public speaking or coming up with their first ever strategic plan. 
there might feel a lot more pressure. They might feel that they have to have for the pressure to have another project in line. They may feel what's next, what should I do next? They may feel that they need to follow up the one success with another success. That there has to be more, there's more pressure on them. And there could also be elements of lacking motivation. And sometimes when people, I'm just going to use the best example I have, which is the, the losing weight element of it is, with with losing weight, most people will say, well, I just want my goal is to lose weight. But they haven't really thought about it. That it, Losing weight's not a goal. It's a statement. There's a statement of intent there, all right, but there's no why behind it. There's no reason why behind it. And then when things don't go right or our mood drops or whatever it may be, we start to blame motivation. Like, I think motivation should be called motivation. Now, I copyright that term and I hope you can accept it. So sometimes people who are afraid of success maybe can be, they can maybe seem that they're a little bit lazy for themselves. They might lack a lot of motivation, have low expectations. And what can happen is this fear may prevent them from ever making progress towards any of their goals. So if we look at some of the, the scenarios that it could happen, if someone's writing a book, for example, the writer who can't stop editing their book worries about the response of other people and how they will follow up on this book rather than focusing on who the book is actually for and who it's going to help. Then we've got the person whose childhood wins serve to highlight their brother's losses. It could be an investor or a business person who lost a large sum of money investing in one project and then they play small all, all the time over uh, for going forward there could be elements of the musician who loves creating music in private but fears that kind of like what other people are going to think there's someone who can want to go after themselves and go and get weight loss in whatever shape or form whatever that is and they're afraid of other people commenting or fearing what other people are thinking or fear of that, oh, they've got notions for what they're trying to do and bettering themselves. People don't like other people to succeed. Think about it this way. If you ever look at the people that we look at and admire, say Michael Jordan, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, we've got other entrepreneurs or whatever it may be, you never hear them talking down about people. It's only the people that who are maybe on a lower tier that they shoot up at the people who are on a, who are better than them in that certain demographic. Like if you hear gossip, it's it's knocking down the person who might be succeeding and knocking down that person who might be a little bit ahead of you than you are at right now and you could be frustrated about it. So there's eight causes for fear of success as well. And many of them have built up over time. Many of them have, may have manifested themselves over time as well. And one is, is childhood experience. A lot of the stuff with trauma, grief, all that kind of stuff can manifest itself in childhood experience. And it can really, really impact people on their road to success and whatever journey they're doing. So if a person has repeatedly... Like this experience of being taunted or for receiving praise in childhood, they might avoid the spotlight. 
So if as a child their work was never acknowledged or ever seen as good enough, they might become perfectionist as a way to protect themselves, which is inherently set up on failure because you don't try. You avoid of what you should be doing. Then childhood experience is deeply ingrained in your neural pathways as well. This person may expect a negative outcome has its roots in a playground or a sibling experience. That the last time you tried to do something positive or you got attention for it, you got mimicked by your classmates. Or then the last time that you performed or you lost weight or something like that, people started saying you looked too muscly. Those kind of things can have an effect on you. And then there's this other element of imposter syndrome. And a lifetime of self-doubt can lead to a fear that one's achievement will be compared to others. And a person may fear not being able to live up to that expectation. And that can be tiring. Whether it's theirs or whether it's someone else's. And being found out as an imposter. And this makes it hard for the person to see their skill or knowledge or hard work has brought them to the place of accomplishment as well. We can misinterpret feelings. We can have feelings of excitement. We can have nervousness. We can have anxiety. And these all result in very similar, similar responses in ourselves. And this may interpret as one as the other and want to avoid the feeling altogether because we don't know how to pinpoint which one it is. There is backlash avoidance as well. People may worry about social responses, especially if their success goes expected norms. So you may feel that, right, you want to be an entrepreneur. And you're afraid of leaving, say, a silver service job where you're guaranteed your pension. You show up at these times and you just clock in, clock out. Like, I'm not trying to diminish anyone who's a civil servant. But you might be going against the grain of, like, everyone was a doctor and you're going down a different route of being trying to be an entrepreneur. And another example would be a writer may worry about the consequence of their article being critical of certain cultures or certain norms. People may be discouraged by the social repercussions of going against different genders. Some people may have a negative experience of an unfavorable outcome can kind of come to past success and may make that person wary of future success. Maybe it's a person saying that you're hogging the limelight. Maybe it's that notion thing that I've spoken about. And this person may be concerned that future success will mimic that previous response. Poor self-efficacy is another one. The person doesn't believe that they can actually achieve the, the, the goals they've set for themselves. Introversion. And may a person may not be, may prefer not to be that center of attention. They may shy away from it. And then the last one's really, really important, which is your mental health. You could have PTSD. You could have other mental health conditions. And like this, they all have massive consequences and whatever it may be in those different eight that I've spoken about. And it can hold a person back from achieving their potential because they're afraid of failing. But we're failing by not going after what we want and what we truly want. And a perfect example of it is, I'll always remember a conversation I had with my dad. So my dad was in in, in, a, in one company from when he left college all the way up until he retired. And that's that's the way it was. My mom was the exact same. But my dad, when I left, when I got sick in 2017, I had to leave work for nine months. I was lost, didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in a really, really bad place mentally. Blood clots, fluids on my lungs, etc. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I took time out. 
I was in a position that I was able to stay at home for a little bit and figure out what I wanted to do. So I started to get fit, look after my mental health, be proactive about it. And when I, then I went traveling with one of my best mates. And when we were away, started doing it over there and people joined in and found like, right, this is something that I can do. So I came back from that trip and like, granted you should, what the idea, idea of what people do on a daily basis is, or what people think is you should have your life sorted at 30, you should be, this is what was in my head at the time was you should be married, house, kids, job, etc., etc., etc. should be in a steady job, pension, all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't sitting right with me. And I remember coming back and kind of going home and saying, right, to my, to my parents and kind of saying, right, I've booked my, I booked a course. And what they were saying, what's the course? And I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer. They didn't know what it was. They knew what it was, but they didn't know what it entailed. So they're like, okay, cool. So how are you going to pay for it? I was like, I have a bit of savings. I'm going to pay for that course myself. Okay. They're like, okay, cool. So I went off and did the course. That was X amount of weeks that I still wasn't working. Still wasn't bringing in money. And I was kind of coming up to the, the course end of it. I think it was in February or March. And I was kind of like, right, I'm going to try and give this full time. I'm going to go in and, and kind of try and find a job in this and whatever it may be. So I remember talking to my dad recently about it probably a year ago at this stage and kind of said to him like well what what like just I don't know how it even came up in conversation um we were kind of talking and he kind of like you have to look at where you kind of came from and what I mean by that is when you went off on your own and was going to go self-employed I was I was just scared for you but I had to let you try it I have to let you try it if you fail we'll protect you we'll look after you you have a safety net but we have to let you try and do it on your own to try and if you can make it a success and I'll always remember that conversation of they had to let me try to figure this out for myself and I'll always thank them for it because I didn't know what they were doing at the time I thought they were just doing what parents do but now that he's explained it and my parents have explained it to me it's allowed me to have job satisfaction. It's allowed me to imp- improve my mental health. It's allowed me to have better understanding of my own personal emotional needs. It's allowed me to challenge my own limiting beliefs. It's allowed me to challenge these different things. It allowed me to make mistakes, which I've made plenty. There's different things that people haven't seen in the background. I've made plenty of mistakes. And success is different for me. The metric has changed since I started to where it's at right now. So the reason why I talk about that example is I've been where that where most of you are right now. And success, you need to determine what that is. You need to figure out what truly do you enjoy. What's going to be your authentic self? What's going to give you satisfaction? What are you going to enjoy? What are you going to get up and enjoy doing? So what can you actually do about it? You can be curious and be aware of your thoughts and actions. What happens if it all works out? If you look at what that naysayer, that fear monger in your head is saying, how do they inform their actions? What are your messages to those person? If the fear wasn't there, this is always a sentence that I will always resonate with is, if fear wasn't there, what would you do? You could start a journal. 
you can reflect, you can acknowledge the fear and bring it in and re recenter it. You can explore the origins of that fear. Was it childhood? Was it adulthood? Where did it come from? You can have self-care. You can have self-awareness. You can be gentle with yourselves. And now it kind of relates to, now we're going to kind of relate it to that element of losing weight or improving that relationship with food or whatever it may be. And some of the main reasons that I've kind of written down here in front of me of why people can be afraid to lose weight. One is the fear of failure. Two is the losing that element of comfort foods. They feel that they have to give up those foods. Number three is not being able to use weight as an excuse for not going after things or I'm unfit or I'm unhealthy. Those stories that can protect us. The embarrassment of looking like a failure to other people. Fear of losing what you enjoy and you think that it means giving up your your gigs, your concerts, your friends. That's what you think it means. Concern about relationships and how it's going to impact them and impact you by if I better myself. Or sometimes the other end of it is the partner that you may have may not be supportive. And they may feel that if you start to go out and look after you, that they'll that you'll end up leaving them. So they may be almost sabotaging your efforts without even you realizing it. And I've had that before with clients. And also another thing that is there as well is the fear of attention. So if losing weight was as simple as eating or changing our eating habits or moving more, eating more, eat less, whatever the hell it is, there wouldn't be a global epidemic. And without doubt, there is a massive, massive psychological opponent to weight loss. So a lot of people, when they start to lose weight, they go, I'm going to start to increase my exercise. But they're not focusing on the 97%, which is more psychological, your habits, your behaviors, your belief systems, your values. Because health and weight can be a massive part of our identity. And it explains why the thought of changing those parts of us can be scary. It can be uncomfortable. And there may can be many psychological roadblocks between us and our healthy weight. And if we ignore a personal mental block, we end up may, we may end up reverting back to our comfort zone, which can prevent us from actually reaching our goals, feeling the emotions, the fears that are, are really really common, and the issue arises when we are not conscious of what's true to us and we're not conscious of those belief systems, and it's easier to move past these mental roadblocks and make healthier lifestyle choices when we're aware of them. Remember that episode of awareness that I did with Luke Tullock. That way we can put things into place that really, really can help us to deal with these feelings rather than allowing them to halt our progress. And there can be many, many reasons why personal and personal reasons in particular, why someone might be scared to lose weight. And most of them fit under the theme of being scared of success. And this may seem odd, but it's not always the success per se that people fear, but also the change that can't come alongside it. So number one is the fear of failure. Like, change, like I'm going to give you examples here as well so the first thing is fear of failure okay so like changing your habits is not easy I don't care who says it it is not easy and losing weight in a healthy way takes commitment it takes time it takes ups and downs it takes times you want to do anything it takes a little bit of planning it takes a little bit of effort and it's not always going to go according to what way you want to do it now, that's probably not what you want to hear. 
That's probably a way that you haven't heard before that hasn't been a quick fix bullshit approach. So for this reason, many people worry about losing motivation and falling off the wagon in inverted commas. Which can be really followed by feelings of guilt, resistance to actually making those changes in the first place. And then on top of this, some may fear weight gain after losing weight initially because that's what's happened in the past. But it may not be what you have, what you, what the issue could, may not be you. It could be the system that you brought in. So an example is I have a holiday and some events that are kind of coming up. There's no point in starting now and I'll never be able to stick to the plan while I'm there. So example, a solution to that example could be, well, well, there will never be really a perfect time. Because there's always going to be a trip away. There's always going to be kids are going to be busy. There's always going to be something that kind of crops up. And like there are times where you probably need to have these days or weeks where you might need to take a maintenance break or a diet break or whatever it may be. But it's how you respond. There will be times where you won't always be at it. And instead of seeing is, instead of actually seeing as a chance to slip up, having an idea or having someone in your corner can really help you to navigate this piece to have and kind of have some sort of idea in place for yourself losing that comfort around food could be another one and we often use food more for more than nutrients we always can be used as a social experiment or an emotional experiment and many people use food to, to, to kind of deal with things when we're feeling sad, stressed or anxious. And it can be scary to think about losing this form of comfort because it's been there for so long. So when people say, I'm afraid of losing control, it's like, well, you're not in control at the minute. The coping mechanism or the food is. And it comforts or it's used as a distraction and having to replace it with something else. So an example could be not being able to comfort eat chocolate or biscuits. And most people think that they can't have these foods when they start to try to lose weight. So you don't want to give up those things, nor should you, when you have an existing day. You can make it work and fit into your schedule. So there are other ways that you can try and find distractions or comfort that you can do in the evening about maybe having a chat with a partner, having a little bit of journaling, doing a little bit of meditation, doing some walking. If the, if you're if your only tool to unwind is alcohol, food, drugs, whatever it is, they're not the issue. It's the lack of a reward system or a comfort system that may not be supportive to where you want to go may be the issue. Now, I'm fully aware that I'm talking from a privileged background. I'm talking from a privileged point of view that I've had those things around me, those people around me, and I've created a circle where I rely on people. But I know I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware I'm in a privileged position for that. And not everyone will be in that privileged position. So I'm fully aware of that. So I, I don't want it to come across as an absolute dick. But there are things that we can do. Conversations, talking. Another thing that can happen is some people may not want to be able to, not being able to use weight as an excuse. It can be sometimes... For some people, it can be a thing to avoid doing things, whether it's for uncomfortable reasons, it could be social events, those side of things. And there's often a cognitive distortion that if one thing changes, everything will be different. 
So, for example, if you lose weight, you can start again tomorrow or going solo on holiday. It can be scary to face these actual situations. So an example of this fear is if I lose weight, I can't put off asking for a, for a promotion anymore. And the solution would be it's important to recognize these health changes or healthy changes that will make you feel and look better. But they are not a magic fix or you are not a magic fix. Change might always feel uncomfortable. But uncomfortable leaves clues. And regardless of weight loss, time, take, th- take things slowly. Go at your own pace. Keep your goal in mind. Set smaller goals. Check in yourself every three, four weeks, every two weeks. Change your approach. Approach your manager. Go after it if you want to go after it. As my dad always says, you always you don't ask, don't get. It's one of the best things he ever taught me. I know there's something coming up in the background. Literally, as I'm doing this, there's an email that's come in here for something I've wanted to do. And it's come in and saying... There's a possibility of something coming up for something I've wanted to do. Because I've asked, I've been proactive about it. I saw it was coming up and I was like, let's I want to get involved. And it's going to be an epic thing. Like if I've done it before for other events and they've said no, and I'm like, great. But I, I've I've gone after what I've wanted. I've gone after and been proactive what I want because it's according to my values and being able to be in that position. And I Another thing is embarrassment. A, a really common thing that I see about embarking on a weight loss journey is that feeling of embarrassment. And this embarrassment can really be anything from saying no to a cake, saying no to a biscuit, saying no to a dinner at your family house. And there can be also be an element of, a perfect example is about joining a gym for the first time and not knowing about what to do when you get there. So maybe consider a class, maybe ask a PT for help, maybe go and get... A, a kind of a gym guide or a gym tour around everyone was the same at one stage i had no idea some people will say i still have no idea but there, what my point is everyone has to learn somewhere join in with a group go to a class with a friend there are alternatives to it no one cares if you're there or not i can assure you of that Another thing is fear of losing what you enjoy. A big concern for many people is that making lifestyle changes means missing out on food they love or saying no to social events. Are there times where you can choose alternatives and choose different things? Yes. But feeling worried about giving up these foods is not uncommon. And the example would be consider an approach that allows you to have flexibility, that 80-20 approach, the one that encourages mindset exercise nutrition as a holistic point of view not just someone who gives you a meal plan and goes off you trot concern about relationships changing and making significant changes to your lives that could also affect relationship with those closest to you perhaps you're worried about friends or family not fully supporting you or your decisions or making progress with you somehow so think about it this way you usually actually watch tv with your partner and eat more highly processed snacks and you worry about declining what that means that that emotional connection that connection may be gone or it could be awkward or make that person feel guilty or those comments like oh you've changed and i've had these conversations with clients in the past when that's what they think they need to do but you don't have to give those up you can make it work for you if with the right tools and then it becomes habit it becomes a pattern there might be times you overeat so it happens and then you communicate things and the solution to it is to communicate things to them. And then your lifestyle change, you know, what, you, what you're trying to make with that partner. Look at maybe looking for different alternatives or maybe 
reduce the portions that are being had at that time and fear not missing out. Fear of attention. People will make comments on passive or marketable comments and they notice how you're feeling about things. A co-worker comments on how you look and how you've lost weight in front of others and you don't really want to talk about it. So you try to steer the conversation to the healthy changes you've made and how they're making you feel. So say that you've been focusing on trying some new exercise like swimming and I feel a lot more energetic. So you're not actually in kind of going into the detail of what they're looking for. You're not saying I'm on this diet or this diet. So there are many, many different reasons why these healthy lifestyle changes can, might feel daunting. There's a fear of failure. There's fear of failure in all walks of life. There never will be a perfect time. I can assure you of that. Start small. Start. Start. Tackle one fear. Join a gym class. Just start doing a class. I'm afraid you're going to get injured. Send form videos over to your coach. I would say if you're working with someone one-to-one, either one-to-one online or one-to-one face-to-face, and they haven't got the capacity of sending videos of your form over, but then I would say they're missing a a level of that. I love watching the form videos of clients because I have a software that allows me to pause the video and send the video back to them and, and kind of analyze their form patterns a lot better. And you can see the ones when they're doing it. And things can be looked at regarding comfort foods. There can be other things that can be used for comfort. Walking, talking, journaling, bath, swimming, whatever it may be. Like weight loss is not a magic fix to happiness. It's not going to fix everything for you. It's not going to fix all walks of life for you. It's not going to get you that promotion. But that could be one thing that you've latched onto as a way to help protect yourself from actually going after something that you want. So I've gone off on tangents, which is a shock because that's what I do. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please leave a review, tag me up on your stories, leave a comment, leave a Q&A, whatever it may be on the episode. And I hope you've enjoyed the episode on the fear of success.